And welcome in to another Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller back with you. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your many time, welcome back. Glad to spend a few minutes together talking about our lives and what we can create and bring into our lives deliberately. And, you know, to that end, I wanted to talk about Neville Goddard because he his name came across my mind three times, the Big Magic Three, and then I put it in the Facebook group. And by the way, if you're not in there, it's Facebook, and then go search up Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast Listeners. You're welcome to join and contribute to topics around the podcast in there. And as I mentioned this, somebody came back with that, yeah, they had heard of Neville too recently. So I started reading. I joined another uh, Facebook group that had, that's all about Neville and then picked up one of his books on Kindle called Feeling is the Secret. And that was the one that as I was looking at the menu, that was the one that just jumped out. And boy, was it that, yeah, hello, because it was just got me back to center, you know, back to the foundational stuff. And then Majana and I are doing a class at Unity of Dallas as we are talking here. Well, I mean, not not right now, but you know what I mean. We're doing it this week. And again, just the clarity, the great reminder that we are divine creators. And here was what stuck out in just this conversation yesterday. Think about yourself. Think about all of us as images, reflections of divine source. And within that, the ability to literally create anything we possibly wanted to. Just go with me here. Just imagine that that would be possible. Because the point is that we are limited literally by our own belief system. Call it paradigm. Call it construct. Call it whatever you want. But if I don't believe that it's possible for me to create a planet, literally, why could I not, or a star, Why can I not create a star? There are so many, and maybe the stars are so abundant because of very powerful people who realize they could create them. I don't know. I'm just playing here. I'm just playing with the concept that really strikes a chord. Because if I don't believe that I could create a planet, guess what? I'm not going to create it. Okay, let's make it a little more realistic. If I don't think that I could bring in $10,000 using creative skills, I'm not going to do it. Or let's take it a step further. If I don't think that I'm worth $10,000, I'm not going to find anybody in the marketplace to pay me that, am I? If I don't feel that I'm worth a wonderful, growing, loving, beautiful relationship, I'm not going to have it. If I don't feel that I'm worth health, or if I'm afraid of my health, definition of hypochondria, being afraid of your health, thinking there's disease all over the place, well, then I'm, guess what? See, it's our belief system that structures our reality. And that was one of the concepts that Neville brought out in this book. And I'm going to read you a couple of snippets that I highlighted. But one of the foundational concepts that he went on to bring out is if you don't believe it, if you don't believe it's possible, then, I mean, you're not even at the starting line. I love that story that Michael Beckwith told in The Secret Science of Getting Rich, that audio program, where the Agape Church, which is now thriving in Los Angeles, was meeting in a building, an office building kind of thing, or a school, 
they were trying to get the money to build, and they hit a dry spot. And it looked like the contractor was going to shut down, and their time was expiring on the current lease place. So they were going to be stuck. They were going to be a church without a home. And Michael Beckwith called his board together, got them in a meeting room, and as he was talking, he got a chair, and he propped it up against the door handle, locking them in, (laughs) in essence. And he said, nobody leaves this room until we are in mutual agreement that it is at least possible that we get this money and that the project continues. Everybody agreed, and within about 72 hours, as he tells the story, somebody at a bank recognized his name and said, give them the money. Didn't even go through an approval process. And the project continued, the building got built. But the starting place and the reason that story exists is because he held them in the realm of, is it at least possible? Can you agree that it is possible? I ask the question, you know me. (laughs) So why don't we see people walking across swimming pools today? Because didn't Jesus say that greater things we will do? And I thought the answer was really good. We don't have the construct in our belief system that humans can walk on water. So you say, well, Thomas, I'll just meditate, do some kundalini yoga like you've been talking about. I'll get all yogi tea juiced up like you've been talking about. And by the way, if you would like uh, the whole little packet that I've got together now on the kundalini, it's a morning routine that I'm doing. It's a video of some other exercises that you can do even in a chair, like office type stuff from Hemet. And then uh, a Spotify music list and the yogi tea recipe that we talked about last time. Email me, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com, and I will send it to you. So you do your yoga, and you get all psyched up that, yes, you believe that humans can walk on water. You go out to the swimming pool, and, you you, you know, you're with me, right? <laughs> it's like, hope you don't have your uh, jewelry on, you know, your watch or whatnot, because we still don't believe it. We might say we believe it, but we don't have it in our DNA that it's possible. So that's the starting point here, is with everything that you have on your manifesting list, go through and really get honest with yourself about how realistic do you think it is that it is possible. Do you have that construct? Yes, it is possible somehow. And if you don't, don't force it. Be completely honest with yourself because that then becomes the starting point. Like with Michael Beckwith, prop the chair up, don't leave the room until it is possible in your mind. And you know, that's where a lot of us get stuck because I think it was easier for this collective group of people who believed the same thing under the charismatic leadership of a dynamic personality to head bobble and say, yeah, I believe, sure, I believe that we could manifest some money. That's pretty easy, right? But when we talk about reversing cancer, do we really believe it, that it's possible? And then the old thing comes in that, yes, it's possible for somebody else. I've heard the stories, but it's not possible for me. And you know the other one that comes up? The W word, worthy. There's the guilt associated with our past that for some reason we don't feel like we're worthy of what we're trying to do what we want to create, what's in our heart. And I think that's another thing. Is it really in your heart? Is it in your intuition? Is it in your soul purpose belief system? 
that the best thing you could be doing right now is focusing your creative energies on creating another star? (laughs) It's kind of funny, isn't it? But it's not funny and it's serious when you want to create a better living for yourself or that life partner that you've wanted for years or the kids that the medical doctor says are not possible. So listen to some lines here from this book, Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard talking directly about the subconscious. So he says our conscious mind impresses the subconscious while the subconscious expresses all that is impressed upon it. I mean, that's the loop right there. He says it a dozen kinds of different ways in here, but that's the loop. What we impress on our subconscious mind with our conscious mind, the subconscious gets busy trying to fulfill. He goes on, the subconscious does not originate ideas, but accepts as true those which the conscious mind feels to be true, what we were just talking about, in a way known only to itself, objectifies the accepted ideas. So in other words, don't try to figure out how. Don't try to take the computer apart and put it back together. Just understand that it operates when you turn it on, when you activate it. Control of the subconscious is accomplished through control of your ideas and feelings. And again, that's another thematic principle running through the entire book, that our subconscious, that this process is activated by our thoughts and our feelings. We've talked about that on here a lot, but it's just, again, great to get that reminder. So go back to the gut check. Where are your ideas and feelings, right? Here's one that I loved. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious. The female, feminine aspect, or the womb of creation. Wow, think about that. Think about the birth of a human. It is originated with the implanting of the seed, which then meets with a fertile egg and conception takes place. That then moves into the womb. And that's what he's saying. So think of all the things that take place in the womb, the nurturing, the feeding, the protection, the growth, the anticipation. But if you're pregnant, do you think that maybe a baby is possible? Or let's, let's laugh about it. Do you think, oh, there's no way that this is going to come about? It, you know, it's not for me. I'm not good enough. This isn't going to happen. Of course not. Why? Because we have tangible, physical evidence proving to us that it will happen. And unless there's complication, it will come about and it will be perfect and complete. So what Goddard is saying is that the subconscious mind, our subconscious aspect, is that creative womb. He says, it contemplates a feeling as a fact existing within itself. And on this assumption proceeds to give expression to it. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. Therefore, the man who does not control his feeling may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. So he says, never entertain an undesirable feeling. Do not dwell upon the imperfection of yourself or others. To do so 
is to impress the subconscious with these limitations. Every feeling makes a subconscious impression. And unless it is counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature, must be expressed. And then he goes on to talk about the best way to express or create that feeling is through the thing that you want created already fulfilled. So you get on the backside of it and you look back toward its birth, basically. And you say, wow, isn't this amazing that I have whatever in my life, that thing that I gave birth to, that I've been nurturing, and that now fulfilled. But you do that when there is absolutely no possibility of its fulfillment in the future that you can see. It's like Michael Beckwith and his board. I mean, all they saw was this thing's going to get cut off. We're not going to have a home. Our building is going to be incomplete just standing there. What a laughing stock about a bunch of manifestors to have their church building frozen. You see what could have been believed. And that's what happens when we look at the world around us. It often looks like impossibilities rather than possibilities. And if we focus on that and hold on to that, we impress it on our subconscious mind. And without objectivity at all, it goes out and tries to fulfill what we have impressed upon it. So that's where you just come back. If you strip away all of the, how do I do this? How do I do that? It goes back to what do you believe is possible? What are you thinking or feeling? What are you impressing upon the subconscious? How are you nurturing the womb of your creation? And ultimately, what are you going to manifest? Look at it from the lens of the wish already fulfilled. And then the actions that you take. So that nurturing of the womb is you start nurturing. I mean, what do, what do expectant parents do? They fix up the nursery. They buy baby clothes. In other words, they take actions toward the fulfillment of their goal. And that's exactly what you do. And that's where I love Mike Dooley's pitches to the universe. You start throwing pitches to the universe in the direction of what you want while you're holding the vision and the feeling of it already fulfilled. And the fulfillment comes through your actions. So let's go back to Michael Beckwith's story. They had taken the action to fill out the paperwork for a bank loan. They had gone and met with the bank. They had selected different possibilities of lenders. They didn't stay in that boardroom with the door with the chair propped up to the door and wished for the phone to ring. They were in action. They were looking for money. They were trying to find solutions along the vision of what they were trying to do, complete the building. See, that's where I think a lot of this manifesting stuff and all the, you know, the creation type mentality is we think it's about thinking thoughts and then doing nothing. No, you have to be in action. You have to be making pitches to the universe. Let the universe choose, but give the universe lots of options to play with you. But every one of those actions is taken or created from the context of it's possible that through this action. And if it doesn't happen through this, it'll be through some other way. But I'm at least moving in the direction of what I want to create. And what I think is with that is that some people are just a little bit better at creating. And then if you have the proficiencies around something, so let's say that somebody wanted to become 
uh, a world-renowned heart surgeon. Well, what do you do? You get the training, right? You get your credentials. And then you step into the environment to, that could propel you to that level of career. But if you're not trained and if you don't have the aptitudes, leave it alone. I mean, you know, do I want to go out and become the world's greatest heart surgeon? No, not my gig. So that goes back to the very first point, right? What do we believe is possible? Or not necessarily, I mean, could I believe that I could become one of the world's greatest heart surgeons? Well, that would have been an appropriate belief in my teens or or 20s. But here at this age that I am, do I believe it's possible? Well, yeah. I mean, it's is it possible? Yes. Is it something that I'm going to pursue? Is it within me to pursue? No. And I think those are the differences. All right. Hopefully this helps. Like just I wanted to just be encouraging and put some great stuff back in our conscious memory to be active creators. And regardless of what we're trying to do or what skills we have, isn't it best to always think positive thoughts anyway? If you have the choice, why not choose positive? Why not envision your perfect world? Well, the lawn crew has come next door, so it's time to say goodbye. (laughs) Just on time, right? All right, so hopefully that helps. And until next time, I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host, based on personal experience only, and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.